Hey everybody, you're back with The Millionaire Marriage. I'm Jeremy Gilliam here with Taylor Kovar. We got a great episode for you on how do you start a business, build a business, and not wreck your marriage. So this kind of starts for me a couple of weeks ago. I text Taylor and I said, hey bro, you should write a book on how to be a risk taker. And this is the response I got back. LOL, how to be a risk taker. You mean how to go bankrupt but have fun doing it? (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know you were going to read that on air. So thank you for that. Um, So for me, this is when when we kind of were collaborating on episodes, I'm like, we got it. We got to shoot this one because it's uh, for, for couples out there that are wanting to start a business are wanting to kind of take that first step, take that take that step out there and take the risk. How do you do it? How do we not go bankrupt, (laughs) but how do we have fun while doing it? How do we not lose our marriage and all of this while building something successful? Yeah. So this is obviously a topic that's near and dear to my heart, right? It's something I have lived through um, over these last several years as we've grown various businesses. It's one that our investment firm, uh, we work with a lot of entrepreneurs and this is a big topic that we discuss over and over and over again. Uh, because a lot of people forget that, you know, your business, as you're growing a business, if it's if it's yours, it's going to affect your marriage. The yeah. decisions you make in the business are going to have an effect on your marriage. Just like if you are working for someone else and they and you get a job promotion or a job change or um, any of that, it, it's going to have repercussions whether we like it or not. And so no matter if we try to keep business separate, it just doesn't work. And so this is something that we have really, 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 really discussed. And I'm excited to talk about it today. And I'm really excited to get feedback from our listeners. So just from the very beginning, if you are a business owner and you are married, I want to hear your feedback. Shoot me an email, right? Taylor at millionairemarriage.com. Hit us up on social media. I want your feedback as we go through this. Give me your tips and things yeah. that have worked in your marriage and what you've seen. But we're going to jump right in. Yeah. We're so going to jump right in. It was really funny when, it, when we were kind of working through the episode a little bit. I said, okay, Taylor, so if you were going to sit down and give three pieces of advice, and he came up with like 30. (laughs) So so Taylor, why don't you you hop in there and and give us what you got? Yeah, so I think number one, I think if you're going to build a business or you own a business and you're married, you have to know what the goal of that business is. Yeah. All right. I see so many people say, hey, I want to be a business owner because I want the freedom and flexibility and, you know, I want the the big house or cars or whatever you think social media means being an entrepreneur, right? And I use that because side hustles and entrepreneur are so trendy right now. It seems like everybody is their own business owner and everybody can be a business owner. And I tell people why, like, have you ever talked to a business owner? Like, have you really talked to someone to figure out, Hey, what, like, I see you have freedom and flexibility, but maybe they didn't always like, if you ever talked to them what that is, because I want to be a business owner growing up too. And then I became one. And then I was stressed about payroll all the time and taxes. And what did I forget? And, you know, am I doing this right? And this or that. And it can be very, very trying. So number one, why are you wanting to build a business, right? It really is that your calling. Is that where your talents are best used? Is from my godly perspective, should I be a business owner? Not everybody. I don't think it's called to be a business owner. I think it's a really, to me, it's, it's a calling just like a lot of other things. Yeah. Are your talents best used in this space? You got to think 95 plus percent of businesses or something fail in the first five years, right? Like it's a huge astronomical number. Don't take that number to the bank. I just know it's really high. It's, <laughs> it's a really high number that they fail within the first two years and then a higher number fell in five years. And so is this the right choice for you and your family? 
right? Because it is going to be very stressful. Yeah. My wife, whenever we got married, her dad had always owned his own business and businesses. And she was really upfront when we were dating that she did not want to marry a business owner. <laughs> that was really big. Like she was like really happy that I was getting my degree to, to go work for someone else. Right. So when you get a degree, typically you get a degree to go work for someone else. That's um, funny. And so she was really clear, like she knew the stresses that her parents went through. Now she also saw some of the freedom, but she also saw like a lot of the bad side of being a business owner. And she was really, really clear. She did not want to marry a business owner. And uh, I wasn't for the first few years of our marriage. And then now I own several. And so we've had to work through some of that (laughs) communication. Um, But really, why are are you starting the business? Right. What is the purpose of it? Um, What is your goal? And for me, in order to keep your marriage strong, right, and this is the, the, reason for this episode is not just how to build a business, but how to keep your marriage while building a business is you have to know from the beginning, what am I going to do to keep my marriage strong? Yeah. What are you going to do? What is that plan? And so for me, that means uh, Megan and I don't work great together, right? We do. We we have a great, we're a great team, but she does not work in the office, right? She, we don't work great together. We do have a couple of brands together, but overall, like we, she would not be good as my employee. I would not be good as her boss or vice versa. And so we have a thing where, I kind of throughout the day will write down some of the things that I'm working on. Yeah. Because what I found out at the beginning was I was going through so many decisions a day and working on so many things in my mind where it was a million places every day that when I got home, I forgot a lot of what I did that day. And I, th- I think we all get to the point where we're like, I was so busy, but I can't really put my finger on what I accomplished. Yeah. You know, like I think we all get to that, that point at times. Sure. And so probably my number one tip is making sure that your spouse gets the gets adequate communication about the business. Like, I I think that's just a priority from the get-go is how am I keeping them involved to the level of the involvement that they want? Yeah. And and that's different for every marriage. Um, And so for us, what I was finding was when I got home, Megan was asking questions about, you know, maybe what I did that day. And I, at first I took it as, man, she's like super prying into everything that I'm doing. (laughs) Like I did this all day. I don't want to rehash every little thing. But then after we, a little while, right. And, and, and again, this is a long time in the making, right? I realized, hey, well, like she's at home with the kids all day. Yeah. She wants some adult interaction. Yes. And like, yes. you know, she's not mad that I had a, a lunch with, with a prospect or whatever else, but like she wants to be involved in it. Right. And, um, and just kind of know that, hey, whatever decisions that we're making are the best for our family. And so um, keeping those really lines of communication open, I think are, is vitally important. You asked your, you, you said that you first got to ask, like, why are you doing this? Like, what's the purpose behind it? So I think it's the, the, the question kind of, and, and me and Erica have, we've used this statement a lot the last, I don't know, like six, eight weeks, maybe, maybe the last six months, just because you can do something doesn't mean you should do something. Yes. Just because you can start a business doesn't mean you should just because you can do X, Y, or Z doesn't mean that's what you should be doing. So I, I, I love how you talked about it. Like, like this is more than just business. Like it's, this affects everything. So just, just because you can do it doesn't mean you should be doing it. 110%. And I think that goes back to, you know, some of that calling of where can I have the greatest impact? Yeah. And, and that's where for me, I'm very big on like, Hey, whatever I do, I want to make sure it's, it's a value. Like my life is kind of driven by, am I bringing value to the people around me? Yeah. 
and how can I do that in the most efficient manner? And I, I, I look a lot at, you know, the parables in the Bible that Jesus talked about sure. and some of those of, um, you know, the, the talents where he gave one, five, one, three, one, yeah. one, right. And what they did with those and how am I using those talents to the best of my ability for the kingdom? And I realized that if I wanted to build or I want to be a part of a organization that prioritized family, prioritized God, prioritized um, not an earthly kingdom, but yeah. a heavenly kingdom, yeah. that I had to do that myself. Um, and so I went out and I've worked at a bunch of different businesses. I mean, when I was younger, I skipped jobs every three to six months because I got bored and I wanted different experiences. <laughs> Probably why we've created so many businesses now. Yeah. And so, um, but it really was, hey, I want to use this for the kingdom. I want this to be a, a kingdom resource. And, and we have a lot of resources coming out this fall over how to build a kingdom business, how to use your business um, as your ministry. And, and I was really surprised and impressed. I actually went to a kingdom entrepreneurship conference um, a couple few months ago. And it was great being with like-minded people who said, hey, like there is a spot for us in the kingdom. I think so often we hear like, if you're in ministry, you're in pulpit ministry, yeah. right? Well, right. we, we kind of put pastors and, and evangelists and, and missionaries are sure. on this pedestal when in reality, God called us all of us, all of us to the harvest. Yeah. Right. He, he didn't say, Hey, the, the fields are white with harvest. Go send those three people from yeah. a congregation of 300. Sure. Like, yeah. All, all of us. Absolutely. And so, um, for us, it's really important to make sure that whatever we're doing, we're, we're putting God first in it. Can, can you tag a little, little bit more on in on that? Like the whole idea, business is your ministry because and I would, I would love, and I know you have, you have a lot of things that you have written down. And so I don't want to get bogged down here, but I would really love for you to maybe take that a step further because as somebody that, I mean, I am actively involved in pulpit ministry all the time, but that's not only, that's not the only type of ministry there is. And I think if we're not careful, we can get this idea that, well, I'm just a business owner. Like, no, no, this is, this is my ministry in the kingdom. Yeah. Can you tag in just a little bit more on that? Cause yeah. I know there's something you're pretty passionate about. It is. So for me, um, it's one where I've, and I'm going to use a little bit of business in this. Every job I've ever worked at, I've treated like I was an owner, right? That yeah. that's because I think, you know, the Bible talks about doing everything as unto the glory yeah. of God. Like that, I take that literally. Like if I'm doing something, I'm doing it for the kingdom. Yeah. Um, if that means I'm making hamburgers or I'm, you know, loading boxes on a UPS truck, I'm doing it as unto the Lord. And so when I talk about your business is your ministry, business owners, you, you have to remember you set the rules, right? You don't have to, if, if you're a financial advisor, you don't have to run your practice the same way you did at Edward Jones or Merrill Lynch or anywhere else. You get to create the rules, Right. Uh, we have a lot of business owner friends and I tell them all the time, like, yeah, just because the industry does that doesn't mean you have to. Yeah. Like it's your business. You set the rules in your business. And so from the beginning with us, it was, hey, we are going to make sure X percent of our profits goes toward the ministry, period. If money comes in the door. We're doing this. And I made a deal with God. Hey, every time we grow by X percent of revenue, I'm taking on another missionary. Right. We're taking yeah. on another project. Um, And so. Uh, we did that. We have a weekly Bible study at our office and yeah. we have almost since we start open the doors that says, Hey, if you're an employee, it's on the clock, right? So we're paying you to attend. We're not forcing you because yeah. of legal reasons, right? Yeah. Well, and just because I don't think it's right. We're not forcing you to attend Bible study, but we have one usually every Tuesday morning for 30 minutes. Uh, we start the day with, with, um, some kind of devotion and, um, you know, Bible study where it gives people an opportunity, one, to learn more about the word. It, it builds us as a company. And I have buddies that say, man, well, 
you got 20 people attending that for half an hour a week, bro, that's, you know, X number of hours over a, over a week, a month, a year, you know, you're end up paying, you're losing X dollars of productivity every single time you do that. And I look at it the opposite, you know, that, that I am called, this is my, this is my career field. This is my ministry. What am I doing to feed into these, these people? Right. And, and that's went from, we've had people in our Bible studies who have been in church their entire life. And we've had somewhere I've bought them their first Bible. Yeah. Right. Um, and, and there's been a lot of great successes through that. And so for me, it's really, what am I doing every day with my business to enhance the kingdom? Um, and, and again, I go back to, you get to create those rules. Yeah. You get to create those priorities for you and your business. And I think that leads into with your marriage. Yeah. Right. How, how are you building your business so that it does enhance your marriage? Yeah. Uh, Cause I think we can all look around and see business owners who, um, and, and I go back to this, maybe the way media represents a successful business yeah. owner is, oh yeah, well he left the old wife and he upgraded to the 20 year old, right? Like, and and it's, you know, the, the trophy wife type scenario or whatever. And that's, that's not my goal, right? I do. I I love my wife. Like she's a gift from God. She's my trophy. Um, but that's like, I don't, that's not my first wife or I'm not building a business for that. And so I really encourage people when they get started or for a business owner, how are you building a quote unquote lifestyle business? Yeah. Right. How are you making it to where from day one, you can spend time with your kids? that your wife is a priority, your husband is a priority, um, and not where maybe this season of a 100-hour work week turns into a lifestyle. Yeah. And, and Jeremy, I know that you deal with this a lot with, with couples and your counseling of where one spouse just is so head down all the time that they kind of leave their spouse. Oh, absolutely. Feeling inadequate. Sure. Right? Like they're getting the worst of that. Sure. Um, and so... You know, to me, that's really important. I don't want Meg to ever feel like she's getting the worst of me. Yeah. And when you're building a business, you know, the, the scripture says, you know, what is it? What do you gain if you gain the whole world and lose yeah, your own soul? Right, yeah. right. I take that same thing and say, well, what if, what if I gain the whole world by lose my marriage? Yeah. Or I lose my kids. Yep. Um, and I can introduce you, right, to a lot of successful business owners who, yes, from the outside looking in, I have buddies that are like, man, I would love to be so-and-so. Did you see them on this yacht or this private jet? Or, you know, they're flying here. They're meeting these people. And I'm like, yeah, man, but you know what they sacrificed to get there? Like, you know, like, do you know what they sacrificed to get there? I can introduce you to their their first wife. Like, I'm their fourth now, right? Yeah. Or, yeah. you know, their first whatever. Or the kids they don't have a relationship with yeah. at all. And for me, when I look and say, hey, God, what am I doing? How am I using this business for you? Um, and how am I making sure that I'm glorifying my marriage yeah. through this? And so even though Megan isn't day-to-day in the business, she plays a huge part here. Um, so she's part of our Bible study at times. She's part of a lot of things we have here. Uh, she comes in and, and helps give advice to a lot of the employees we have here right, with with marriages and maybe from the other spouse's perspective. Yeah. And so, Jeremy, like I know you as a pastor, right? I'm hitting all these things. And I'm like, oh, yeah, well, you know. I'm not trying to degrade pastors and neither you're a pastor, yeah, but, um, right. you know, you've been in pulpit ministry yeah. as that. How do you relate pulpit ministry to you're going through this process of starting your own business? What is that flow? What's going through your mind and Erica's mind as you're starting to build this? What does that, what's yeah. that look like for you guys? Well, so yeah, really interesting. So, cause we're building a therapy practice, mm-hmm. but I think we, we went into first me starting the whole journey into marriage and family therapy our number one priority was ministry the whole time. And I, and that's why when you're going, yeah, business is ministry. That's why I'm, I'm going, 
Like I got into this. Like I started doing therapy because I wanted to build healthy marriages yeah. for the kingdom's sake. Not just so I can now, if I make money doing it, that's great. But if I am able to use what I've gained and what God has given me to build people, that's the purpose of this. So in all of this, it's going, okay, well, if we're going to do, if I'm, if I'm going to get a degree in marriage and family therapy, if I'm going to get licensed, what's the purpose of it? Right. Cause that's mm-hmm. uh, because doing therapy with people, that's not pulpit ministry, quote unquote, yeah. but that is no less ministry. If you are building people. So if you're using the business you're designing to build people and to show the love of Christ, right? Mm-hmm. You are actively involved in reaching the lost in, in harvest. And so I love that, that whole principle of using this for the glory of God, yeah. whatever that means. So it's like, uh, you know, we, we do marriage conferences and stuff like that. So there are opportunities that have developed because we we're starting this. And so similarly with business in mind is like, you can, you absolutely can take this, use it. You don't, your marriage doesn't have to fall apart in the middle of it. And you can actively, actively be involved in letting your business become ministry. And I, I love, I love that whole, that whole philosophy of, because it gives you, it gives you a, a, a sense of purpose together. And I think yeah. that's, I think that's the key. And I'm just listening to you talk. I'm, I'm really, I'm taking a lot of it in. I think that's the key is even something you've said with, you know, with you and Meg or with business owners, you know, your spouse is involved to the amount they want to be, but like they are involved though. Mm-hmm. Like, so it's not just Taylor building KWM or building the money couple. No, it's like Megan's a part of this with you. And so I think if, if like one of our listeners is like the entrepreneur in the marriage is don't leave, don't leave your spouse at the starting line. If you get yes. to the top by yourself, mm-hmm. you don't have anybody with you. It's going to be a lonely journey and it's going to be lonely at the top. It is. Yeah. And so I think kind of that whole, like you, you say all the time, we're a team, like keeping that in mind is yeah, we're starting this business, but we're a team together still, no matter what. Like, so we're going to win together. We're going to lose together. It's going to be together. Yeah, together. And I think that's, you know, I see a lot of marriages and our own marriage went through a lot of this when we started a business. That's how we got involved with the money couple initially was trying to figure out how do we communicate better about money. And and a lot of that was business expenses. Because what we realized was it became really evident really early that my focus was the business, like was growing the business. Now, you know, I, I always kept our marriage priority, but my focus day in, day out was the business. Her focus was the kids. Yeah. And so we realized one time that we were, we were having date night and all I wanted to talk about was all the things we were doing in the business. All she wanted to talk about was all the things <laughs> we were going with the kids. And I was like, hang on, like, er, okay, we need to back up here yeah. because as a team, yes, your priority or, or your job description says kids first and mine says business first. But our second is business and kid. Like, yeah, we have to be able to communicate about everything across the board. And so for us, it became to where, you know, a lot of major decisions were ones that we worked on together. Yeah. So just like we're raising our kids together, just like we're trying to map out our, our life together with a lot of things in the business, we have to work together on. And yeah. I wrote an article for um, Entrepreneur um, the other day that talked about that little humble brag. Yeah, little humble brag right there. I got uh, it. Tell your friends. Okay, yeah. um, but it was about um, 
are business expenses hurting your marriage? And so often we don't think about that, that aspect of it as a business owner where, you know, I realized one day, hey, I can drop several thousand dollars in the business and Meg never know because like this is an investment in the business. This is what we're doing. Whereas I would never spend that money on our personal account. Um, and I remember one day telling her about like, oh yeah, no, I'm, like I put, you know, $7,000 to work the other day to do this or that, to buy this equipment. And she's like, you spend how much? Because <laughs> like, we well, don't spend more than, you know, $100 or whatever without telling the other spouse. Um, and just a few years ago, that was like, hey, if we're spending more than $20, yeah. like it's got to be cleared on a family meeting budget, right? And so, right. Um, but I just separated the two so much. Yeah. Well, in reality, that $7,000 is just as much hers as it is mine. And it, and so we had to really sit down and say, okay, as I'm building the business, right, or as we were building it, those expenses and, and those costs, are we allocating them the best way? Are we being the best steward of that of those resources? Yeah. Or is this me saying, hey, yeah, that sounds like a cool new toy. Let's buy it, right? Yeah. Or, oh, we all need new laptops. We're all, you know, we need this or that. <laughs> and and, yeah. um, and so yeah. we had to sit down and, and she's really good at at showing kind of the... She can pull me out of that pie in the sky bubble, right? And I'm not, this is not a negative aspect, but this is where her strength is one of my weaknesses where I just think, oh yeah, no, everything's gonna work out perfectly. Like everything's amazing. And she can say, okay, everything is amazing, but there's also this pop of probability or possibility that something else, you know, is going to occur. How are we making sure that every investment we make is recouped the best way that it can? And that really took a while for me. Um, There's a thing called small business owner syndrome. And most business owners don't Never know about it, it, right? Yeah. So small business owner syndrome, where we believe every decision we make is the best, right? We can't, <laughs> yeah. we're not wrong. And if you're a small business owner and you're listening to me, go look it up um, because you probably are at fault for this. And I have been That's as well. Hilarious. And Megan, for a while, she was like, you know, it's really hard for me to tell you no on some of this stuff or like, I say not to tell me no, like, for me to be the person that says, hey, I don't think that's a great idea when you're surrounded by yes people all day, right? Like you got sure. five people in your corner at the office. They're like, oh, no, it's a great idea. She's like, but we need, like, we have to have this communication. Yeah. And so I tell my core team, like I have, a, I have a core group of people that are my, I say my board, right, that we work together. And I tell them, like, I'm not looking for yes men. Like sure. I need open, honest feedback from you guys. I need it from Meg where hey, is this real, right? Yeah, is this the sure. best decision for where we're at today? Are we moving forward? Are we using these talents for the kingdom, right? Yeah. Should we spend that $7,000 on laptops or should we spend it on, you know, creating a program for missionaries, Yeah, right? Like, what does that look like? And so, well, yeah. Whose business is it anyways? Oh, it's God's, 110%. And, and that's, uh, yeah, that's exactly right. So, uh, and I, I, I think when you go into it, right? Like, for instance, like we know that our money is God's, right? Like, good stewarding. Mm-hmm. And I think the same thing applies like good stewarding your business as well and making sure, right, that you are making sure you're taking care of it the way God intended you to take care of it. I want to ask you a quick question and I know you have some other things you want to talk about as well. What would you tell the spouse? So, you know, you work with couples financially all the time. Mm-hmm. What would you tell the spouse that says, I don't want to be involved in this business at all? Have you had that happen? Yes. <laughs> what do you tell them? Because I don't know that that's healthy. It's not healthy. Yeah. It's not. Um, and and we see this a lot, especially more successful businesses or bigger businesses, right? Where they have they're off the ground and they're they're running and gunning. Um, that maybe the business is too much for them to even really put wrap their mind around. Yeah. Right. You know, this is your baby. It's not mine. This is your dream. It's not my dream. Oh. Uh, and that's 
that's tough, right? Opposites attract. And so in a lot of couples, you get one who's really running and gunning and, and trying things. And the other one, that's not, that's not their passion. It's yeah. not their thing. And so we run across that a lot of worse where you get a spouse who says, Hey, this isn't my thing. That's your thing. Right. Um, and for us, I go back to you're on the same team. Yeah. You're on the same team. Right. I understand. I grew up playing baseball. So I use baseball as a lot of analogies. Pitching is not for everybody. Yeah. Right. There's some amazing baseball players that have never pitched a game in their life. Sure. They've never caught behind the plate a game in their life yeah. because it's, that's not their thing. Like they're really great center fielder. Yeah. They're not a catcher, but they are still on the same team and they have to trust the catcher and they have to know what's going on in the game and they have to know what signs are being called because as a team, it takes a team to win. Yeah. Right. If all there was was the pitcher and catcher, you're not going to win the game. If all there was was a center fielder, you're not going to win the game. Right. And so as a as a couple, and and Megan and I have dealt with this in the past as well, is we have several different businesses um, where some she was more involved and others she was like, I have no, I don't have knowledge of it. It's not a passion of mine, anything, that kind of stuff. But it's still one where you, you have to stay abreast of it. Yeah. Right. You still got to kind of know yeah. what's going on and why the, why the reason is there. So I go back to, even if it's not your thing, stay involved to some degree. Yeah. Right. Cause your spouse is passionate about it. And if your spouse has passions that you're not passionate about or that you're not involved with, that tends to lead down a road that you don't want to go. Yeah. Yeah. If, if I had a nickel for every time I've said this to a couple, I would be very wealthy. And that is if it's important to your spouse, it should be important to you. Boom. And this is kind of what you're saying. Like, well, this isn't a passion of mine. This isn't something that I love doing, but if you love it, I'm going to love it too. If it's something you're passionate about, I want to at least be involved. Yes. To even if it's a small degree, if it's important to you, I want it to be important to me as well. And so, yeah, I was just curious what your what your thought process what thought process was with couples who say, yeah, I don't want anything to do with this business. You know, I think that's where we have to step back and maybe reprioritize and say, hey, if if my if Megan is not on board with it, maybe I shouldn't be either. Yeah, that's good. Right. Maybe I shouldn't be either. That's good. And, and even if, and like you said earlier, you started off with, um, you know, just because I can doesn't mean I should. Yeah. And I think as business owners, we run into that um, of, Hey, well, I've been able to make this work and I see opportunities, right? I see opportunities. Yeah. But if you, if you try to take advantage of every opportunity, they're all going to fail. Yeah. Um, and we see this a lot in ministry of people saying, well, he's the one that's called or uh, she's the one that's called yeah. and I'm not right. Yeah. So why should I have to travel with them yeah. as they evangelize? Why should I have to do this? So that's not right. my calling. Right. So I think it works whether you're in mini pulpit ministry or you're in a business owner role is maybe it's time to step back, right? God, God didn't call one of you. Sure. It, right. Sure. He called you as a sure. team to sure. do things. Um, and you bring your own strengths and weaknesses. And so there's been a lot of opportunities that I've brought up in the past. And this is something that, as you can probably tell on this episode, I've been all over the place, right? And that's how I, part of that is on purpose is that's a lot how business owners' minds work. They're all over the place all the time. Now we have our goal and we have the things that we're doing, but sometimes they're not as structured. And with our spouses, if one is not passionate about it or just says, hey, this is not for me, that's all you, then maybe it's time to look and say, hey, maybe this is not the road we need to be on. Mm. Maybe this is not where we need to be at this point in our life. Maybe that's not an opportunity we should take on. Yeah. Um, and there's been businesses that that I'm like, hey, this is a great opportunity. We're going to jump in and Meg's, Meg's very clear. Like, hey, this is not something maybe I'm on board with or maybe I'm not. I'm done. And we say, okay, that's a business idea. I'll pass on to somebody else. Yeah. 
right? Or that's a business maybe we're in and we both lose passion for that. Hey, it's time to sell. Yeah, It's time to do something else with. Um, and so I would say if your spouse is not on board, maybe it's time to, to look and see why. Yeah. Let me ask you another question. So people who start businesses, I mean, they obviously have this dream in mind, this, this goal of this is what I, I really want to see. So how do you, as a business owner, how do you not let your dreams or ideas overwhelm your spouse? Yes. <laughs> um, that's a, that's a very tough one. Yeah. Um, because so for us, we've had businesses that have, I've been the only employee and we've had businesses where we've got 300 plus employees right, yeah. spread all over the country and the world. And so those seasons change and my focus changes as the business owner. And so some of the things that we've done to not, we've implemented in our marriage, right. To yeah. not overwhelm Meg is I tend to come up with a lot of business ideas. That's just, who I am, I tend to come up with a lot of them. And initially, I would bring them to her every day. Like, hey, what do you think about if we did X, Y, and Z, right? And it was just this, like, constant barrage of ideas. And a lot of times, I was getting negative pushback, right? And I didn't realize, like, how are you not excited about this? Look at this million-dollar opportunity, right? Like, we're going to be rich. And I came to realize, hey, she's wired differently, right? She's a different yeah. money personality. She's a different personality than I do. And so I had to step back and say, hey, maybe I shouldn't take every opportunity to her until it's really flushed out. Because as a business owner, we see opportunities and we see different changes and we think we see things and we want to, we want to go, yeah. right? And I, and this, I'm talking about me and I know because we work with a lot of business owners, it's a, it's a habit of many is that um, we, a lot of those ideas come and go very quickly, like that may be a passion today, but tomorrow it's not. Yeah. Because there's another opportunity popped up that's like, oh yeah, well, we're going to buy this way, yeah, right? Yeah. And, but, but Megan kept seeing was, hey man, he's going to bankrupt us with a million opportunities, right? Like <laughs> what in the world? And she would bring up something from three weeks ago and she was like, hey, so, you know, that project you were talking about was doing with so-and-so, you know, where are you at with that? And I'm like, oh, no, I never even talked to him about it. Like that was just something I thought about over lunch that day. And I forgot about that, but that's a good, I need to write that down. Like, <laughs> and she's like, for three weeks, I've been thinking that you were, you know, <laughs> and so it was a learning process yeah. to say, Hey, Taylor, before you take something and you're like, you're going to, I say, present it to Meg, maybe think about it. Right. Maybe think like, Hey, is this something real? Yeah. Um, like, Hey, I'm going to open up a surgery center, but I'm not a doctor. Yeah. right have no experience or any money like okay let me think about these a little more um and what that did is so i took and i would i keep a running list of business ideas and i keep some that are kind of higher priority and once i have those flushed out like hey this is my action plan yeah right because megan's pretty risk averse and i'm very risky this is my action plan that I that I think will make sure it's a successful business here's how i'm limiting our downside here's how i'm limiting our risk um and I am still passionate about it several weeks in. Yeah. Then I'll say, hey, baby, you got a few minutes. Like, I'd love to sit down and talk about a couple of things I want to do. Yeah. That's not um, right the moment I walk in the door and the kids are going crazy yeah. and she has food on the stove, right? Like, it's kind of planned out a little better than that, right? It's mm. after dinner, maybe after the kids are in bed. Maybe it's a date night where we can sit down and have a real conversation. Yeah. And I think that it goes back to making sure your spouse stays involved, yeah. Uh, yeah. making sure that you're not isolating them or you on this business journey. And, and to me, that's what it all comes back to. Don't, yeah. don't isolate someone. And I, we see this in ministry and what sure. we tend to see where, you know, we see, we hear about affairs maybe in the church and we think, oh, well, it, there should never be an affair in the church. You know, it's the choir director and the pastor. No one ever saw that coming. These are yeah. two people. And it's like, well, yeah, they're, they're two people, 
and they're both passionate about that and they're working on that project right. all the time. And so for us, um, I make sure that we don't isolate each other. Yeah. Right. Um, we have cameras on our office for a sec- one for security in general, but also for our marriage. I don't want Meg to ever have a concern that, yeah. hey, you know, Taylor's behind closed doors with these people that we don't know and or, you know, clients or um, employees. Like, I, I don't want her to have that fear in her head. I don't want to isolate her that way. Sure. You know, I don't want to isolate her that, you know, somebody came in the office or anything else. And so don't isolate your spouse. If you can do something together, great. And I know couples who have great businesses where they work together day in and day out, and it works really good for them. But if you're not that couple, that's okay. Megan and I aren't that couple. And so keep your spouse a priority. You can't give them the worst of you. If you know that there's going to be a tough season, and so um, communicate that. Let them know. And when you start a business, know, hey, here for the next three months, whatever this is, this season I'm going to be head down. But here's my plan to not always be head down. And so when we started the business, I thought this before, we had internet-based phones. I had a laptop. I made sure all of our new clients knew, hey, I'm probably not the guy that's going to be at the desk day in, day out, right? I'm working, but if you need me, pick up the phone or text me or email me. Yeah. But I'm probably not at the office because it's important for me to set my my family as a priority, yeah. right? And so make sure that you don't let those seasons turn into lifestyles yeah. as a business that's owner. Good. So it's yeah. good. Taylor, thanks for sharing with us. And uh, if you're listening to this and you're going, man, I, I'd love to have this question answered. He mentioned at the very beginning of the podcast, drop us an email, uh, send us a comment, and we'll hopefully uh, get back to those. We'd love to hear from you, but we'll see you guys on the next episode.